Welcome to episode 202 of the Thunder Underground podcast. Trent and Jason here as always, and this is the second to the last episode of the year 2018. Second to the last. Yeah, we're here just, we are coming up just a few days before Christmas, and nothing screams Christmas more than Tracy Guns and Phil Lewis. That's what I think when I think Christmas. Yeah. Actually, I don't really know. That just sounded cool to say. It really jingles my bells. There you go. <laughs> anyway, Tracy Guns and Phil Lewis are on this podcast, this episode. Definitely. Very glad about that. We've got a good, very cool interview with them coming up here in just a bit. Before we get to that, we are sponsored by DEB Concerts, who happen to be the people who brought us LA Guns. That's right. Among over the last year and a half, two years, besides LA Guns, they've brought, let's see here, Steelheart, Striper, Saxon. Well, Saxon's coming. Sorry. Yes. Um, Docking a couple times, Tom Kiefer a couple times, Jack Russell's Great White, Lita Ford, Warrant, Firehouse, Winger. A very long list. We try to get out there to almost every one of these. That's right. Sebastian Bach recently as well. But coming up here in 2019, February 13th, like I mentioned, Saxon. They are returning to Tulsa. They were here last spring, but they played the big-ass arena BOK Center with Judas Priest. Mm. Now they're headlining on their own at the Ideal Ballroom. Yes, they are. And it will be glorious. Super glorious. Because their album, Thunderbolt, is glorious, just like the rest of their career. Which you'll hear more about that album next week. Yes. I'm sure. Yes, you will. I'm, I'm pretty sure. There's a good chance. A good chance. On episode 203. Nice. The best of 2018. Gotcha. Anyway, DB Concerts, based out of Tulsa, bring Saxon and all these other bands I mentioned to the Ideal Ballroom. They're your one-stop shop for all your melodic hard rock needs. That's a great point. That's a good way to put it. Thank you. They also have t-shirts for sale, so if you're at any of these shows, hit them up. Or hit them up on their Facebook page, Streets Gone Wild. You can buy one there. You can also just follow that page to get all the information when they announce upcoming shows. Eddie Trunk is out there hosting these shows. The IDO puts all of them on. It's just a great combo package of kick-ass rock and roll. Damn right it is. Yeah. And we're very happy to be a part of it all. So of thank you to DB Concerts for sponsoring us every yes. single week. Yes, yes. All right. So I guess just jumping right in. We're just going to talk about this this show. Yeah. But, well, let's just, let's play some music before we do. That'll okay. lead, lead into the first band and all that stuff. We're going to play this band, ODD, out of Atlanta. And this song is called Label Killer.
Label Killer from ODD, a three-piece out of Atlanta, and they were actually doing four or five shows at the end of L.A. Guns tour here, and one of them, of course, was the one in Tulsa that we went to. Yes. That song, all these guys' songs are cool, you know, it's a melodic rock feel, but it's a little bit heavier than your typical melodic rock, but it kind of borders the line of hard rock and metal at different points. The vocals could go either way. Yeah. Guitars are chunky, riffy, melodic. Obviously, there's a Zach Wilde influence in there. Yeah. And I know you said at the show they did a cover of no Zach more, Wilde classic. No More Tears. Which is obviously an Aussie classic, but yes. Zach Wilde classic riff. And they did they did a great job of it. Um, it was on point, you know. The guitars were, you know, you had the that classic slide guitar that was in there. Um. Yeah, it was a it was a, a a great highlight of their set. Okay, and I enjoyed seeing this band. Yeah, I didn't. I, you, you you got there in the middle of them. I saw all of it. Yeah, I got there right at the end, so I didn't really get to oh, see okay. them. Gotcha. Well, I I dug them. They're great. Yeah, very and, you cool. Know, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say I've listened to their EP. It's great. You can check it out on Spotify. Yeah, definitely. Um, and there's just three of them. You know, so that's a power trio type kind of thing. Which isn't but, real common in this style of music. Yeah, true. They they packed quite a wallop, so I enjoyed it. Yeah. Let's look them up. That's O period, D period, D period. I wonder if any idiot has ever walked up to him and said, you down with ODD? Oh, yeah. yeah you know me? Fuck, you know, you know it. If they haven't, I guess I'm the first idiot to do it. Well... I'm I'm sure you're not, and you're not an idiot. Be positive, Trent. <laughs> okay, I will. Gosh darn it! Finally got to make People a United like by it. Nature reference on here. Uh, even waiting, and you got to make a, um, a Stuart Smalley. Yeah, reference. Stuart Smalley reference. <laughs> Why not? Well, that show also featured our good friends in Grind. Yes. Very glad to see them get on one of these shows out here at the Ideal Ballroom. And the thing is, the ideal ballroom, the sound's always great. You know, thanks to the crew that got there. You know, Billy, our buddy Billy runs sound a lot. I don't think he did it this show, but but Grind, it's just, we've seen them and talked about them a multitude of times. And they always put on a great live show. But this literally might be one of the best time I've ever seen them. Oh, yeah. I don't know. It's just something about it. They just filled up that room with their sound. And their sound is like, it's so, it sounds so to me, it sounds so current and relevant, but it fits perfectly with L.A. Guns and Junkyard. Yeah, well, that's what you want, right? Yeah, you, if, you if want you to be able to cross cover, those barriers, you know. Yeah, you want to be able to cover all your bases in your sound, you know. Yeah. Um, you know they've got they've got a following. That's important. I mean, that's obvious, you know. Um, and, and that following was there, uh, and it was nice to see everybody getting into them. Uh, you know, and, and, and pushing up front and singing the words. So that was cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, we love grind, you know, we, we, yeah, like you said, we've talked about them, you know, a million times and we always will. They're, they're awesome. Yeah. And at that show, actually, I believe Lynn Hernandez announced that they were the first band officially announced for Rockloma. Really? Yeah. Now, see, I did not know that. Yeah. It happened, I guess, right. You know, cause I got there at about, I showed up in the second or third huh. song. And I guess that it was announced right before they went on stage. Really? Yeah. I wonder, I wonder how they could get, I mean, I don't know. Well, because it's, should have mentioned, we mentioned DB Concerts, our sponsor. Yeah. That Doug Burgess is running the D&B processing stage out at Rocklahoma. Gotcha. And Grind is the, I guess, the first band that he's released as. Wow, oh, that's cool. As part of his lineup. I see. But it's not, you know, been released as far as, you know, a date or anything, just saying Grind is definitely on Rocklahoma. That's awesome. That's awesome. Can't wait to see them out there doing that. Yeah, they definitely deserve that. I know they've played out there before, but this will be their first time playing inside the yes. inside the fences on one of the three big stages. So how, how cool is that? Yeah, that is quite awesome. I'm sure you'll hear more about that from us once the lineup is officially dropped. I'm pretty sure you will. Yeah. But then after Grind, we had... Junkyard. Okay. And do we want to go into this now or do we want to wait until we have that episode? I, I want to wait till we have that episode. Okay. I, I think that would probably be the smart Make thing to do. Make more sense. Okay. Yes. Yes, sir. Well, just a quick summation. You know, we talked for weeks and weeks about how 
It was a bucket list band for both of us, and the band did not let us down. Oh, no. They were great. Yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah. And then, of course, the headliner of the night, L.A. Guns. And I've I've actually said this before. You know, growing up, you know, we were entrenched in this genre of music. Yes. Know? It's the first kind of music we latched onto in the late 80s. And L.A. Guns is one of those bands I always knew and listened to their stuff, but I didn't love them and I didn't hate them. They were just kind of somewhere in between for me. You know, I'd listen to them. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't diehard about it. But now over the last few years, you know, and, and I'd seen Tracy Guns a bunch with his different versions. And they were always good. And I was always fascinated with it just because I love him Yeah, as a guitarist. Thought he's underrated forever. But seeing him over the last couple of years, like whenever they played earlier this year with, you know, with him and Phyllis back together at the Ideal Barroom. Yeah. And then again this time, it's really just solidified to me that this band is just a fucking great band. Yeah. You know, they're just, a, you know, hard rock and roll. And he mentions in this interview, you know, that they wanted to be like somewhere between Ozzy and Motley Crue. And that's something I never really even thought of. But when he says it, it makes perfect sense. Makes sense. I see. You know, they're streamlined rock and roll and they just, the live setting is where these guys shine. Phil Lewis sounds as good as he ever did. And Tracy Guns, of course, is a freaking phenomenon in my yeah, opinion. Definitely. And my favorite song of theirs is Over the Edge. And before that song he plays the his solo with the with the bow, a la in the spirit of Jimmy Page. Yeah. Uh, and I always love the fact that he never he doesn't overstate it. He doesn't sit there and do it for eight minutes like a lot of guitarists would. <laughs> he just does it for like a minute and a half or two and then goes into the fucking over the edge. Yeah. Our buddy Scott Squires from down for five and rocket science was talking to me during the show and he mentioned that that's also his favorite LA gun song. Really? So thought I would throw that's that That's awesome. Yeah. You guys can bond over that. Yeah. You're over the edge buddies. We've already bonded over many other things. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. Just letting you know. I gotcha. Like gotcha. our love of Bo Nasty. Oh my God. Okay. Actually, I've never talked to him about actually. Okay. Back to the LA guns. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Fuck. Okay. Come on. But yeah, just a great show. They've got a great band with them, you know, the lineup right now, Ace Von Johnson, Johnny Monaco. You know, these guys are doing their thing and they're sounding fucking great. It's the two key, you know, ingredients from the original lineup. Of course. With Tracy and Phil. Yes. Which might lead us into something here. Okay. We didn't really talk about it before. We're not going to get too much on this because what's it really matter, but... You know, the news broke that the original drummer, Steve Riley, is putting together a lineup that is going to be playing the M3 Festival. Yeah. And it's him. He's the only, obviously, the only original guy. And then it's going to be other guys that were a part of the band throughout the years at different points. Well, was Kelly Nichols original? Because he's in it. Okay. And, and you know, but whatever. Like you said, I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to touch on this very long. Um, but... It's happening. I, 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 I think it would be better, like if they just named it something else. But they're gonna name. They're gonna name. It's already on the goddamn M three posters, LA Guns, and that's fucking lame. Yeah, I should say. Especially, you know, he said that this is the only thing they're gonna do. So he's just doing it to be a dick. I don't give a fuck. Whatever. Right. And and, and so you know he knew that's it, gonna say LA Guns on the fucking poster. And he's just doing it to piss him off. So whatever. I don't know. Yeah, it, it obviously should say Steve Riley's L.A. Guns. Similar to Jack Russell's band or Bobby Botter's band, yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. Because 80%, you know, I don't have a problem with these, like, two great whites, whatever. If people don't get along, hey, you still get a chance to see both sides of the coin, you know, playing the songs you like. Yeah. You know, and that's yeah. the way it works with great white, and that's the way it's was a Queens Rock for a while. Jeff Tate's still doing it under another name, but whatever. Yeah. You know, yeah, this. So, yeah, it just. Uh, it but this be. is this is different because there's probably a very small percentage of people that ever were like, I've got to go to fucking LA Guns to see Steve Riley. No shit. Yeah. You no know, shit. no offense to him or any drummer out there, but, you know, unless you're fucking Neil Peart or Mike Portnoy, you know, or Tommy Lee, most people aren't in the fucking crowd to see you. Yeah, you should call it like Pomona's Air Rifles or something. <laughs> there you go. Pomona Air Rifles. I don't <laughs> yeah. know. But So, like, 
80, 90% of this crowd is going to show up to M3 having not read this news because they're not geeks like us. Mm -hmm. And they're going to sit there and wonder why the fuck Tracy Guns isn't on stage. And, exactly. And, this, and why doesn't know, this guy sound like Phil Lewis? Because <coughs> it just says LA Guns and they didn't know all this shit's going on. And exactly. And, you know, it, not it, not being geeks like us is okay. It's probably better. You know, you, you guys out there probably have a life. But I'm just saying, you know, we're geeks, so we know this, but it sucks for people because, you know, they're going to, you know, they're going to put down money for this. And it's, you know, like I said, it's not going to be LA guns. It's going to be Pomona air rifles. So I just, I don't know. It's like, whatever. We've already, I don't know, mo moving right along. That's right. Moving along. So do we have anything else we want to need to mention? <clears throat> I don't think so. On I this think, very uh, special Christmas episode. Yeah, I think uh, I think we need, just need to get into this interview. It's a great one. It is. This is Tracy Guns and Phil Lewis of L.A. Guns. Missing piece, yeah. Like, how's the re the reaction been over the past year for the album? It's yeah, been pretty phenomenal, that. actually. Um, we uh, Eddie Trunk voted it the best album of the year, even though he actually there was a band above us, the, the Struts, but that was from the album from the prior year. But it was still his favorite. It was still his favorite, yeah. And <laughs> and uh, he was yeah, he was still raving about it a year. But he said if he wasn't raving, it would have been his favorite. So yeah, critically. Uh, we did. We we were real happy with the reaction we got. Uh, obviously, it didn't sell millions of copies like Cockton Loaded or, or Hollywood Vampires. But, but that's not the point. That's not why we're doing it. We knew that. We knew that going in. What we have now is control. We didn't have control back then. Cockton Loaded, Hollywood Vampires. But now, Tracy and I, and, and uh, we can do the, exactly the kind of music that we always wanted to do, and 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 not get bogged down by oh, you don't have a ballad. You know, we don't hear a single. Um, see, we've been through that, and uh, it's really liberating now. Even though you know we're not going to sell the kind of units that we used to, but we have we have this. Oh, Tracy, I'm not going to hog this interview. Don't run away. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, 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 now that you've got some time into it, I mean, looking back on the record, I mean, you still, you know, has it changed at all, or you know? Well, still... you know, we've been so focused for the last nine months on this new one the uh, the devil you know um, and um, we knew we got our work cut out making a, a, a record as good as the missing piece but in, in our opinion we, we, we've blown it out of the water um, it's it's a lot more direct um we, we had some wonderful interludes, musical interludes that Tracy had years to work on uh, that we put towards the end of the, the missing piece. But this new one, it's all like shit that we wrote for, specifically for this record. And uh, it, it's, it's a lot tighter. Yeah. Fair? More focus, yeah. Focus. Real focus. Yes, yeah, right. More metal. Yeah, very metal, yeah. Um, Sabbath, but blacker. <laughs> or, or, or purple, or purple. Yeah. <laughs> just like Black Sabbath, only purple. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's a it's the right record for us to make right now. Yeah. Great, man. People gonna love it. What's the status? Is everything completed? And just uh, we're mixing right now. Oh, okay. So Artwork's done. Everything's done. It's, you know, everything's recorded. It's just uh, you know putting it together, mixing it. And... We've been playing a, a song called "The Devil You Know." The title, track. the title track. We've been playing it live. Okay. So you'll hear it tonight, so bring that thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I put a halfway quality version on YouTube for you. <laughs> good song, good song. <laughs> well, so you said writing-wise on The Missing Piece, did you guys... Was there a lot of collaboration, or was it just... Oh, yeah, you it's all, all collaboration. Okay. It's not like, you know, well, here's my song. I want to see how okay. you guys interpret. Well, apart from Tracy, of course, he brings it in. Musically, 
but yeah, we all we all get involved in all the aspects. Yeah, I know being set up to practice and record everything while I'm practicing at home. So I can put these demos together. It's a lot different than these, you know, like I can whip out a whole arrangement in like an hour. If, you know, it's coming. And um, we had two weeks off in the beginning of this year and uh, we kind of had a deadline for the record and it was like you know, a year away. So I'm like, well, I'm not going to write anything right now. You know, we're still on tour for this and these, but we had this break. And uh, everything came out in like you know, seven or eight days. And I had like 15 demos done. And then we started beating on those. And we then, did a little uh, writing in Australia. Johnny yeah, and, yeah, and Tracy yeah. got together and, and we wrote a couple of songs. That's the opening track on the album. Yeah, the opening track, Rage. Uh, that was written in Australia when we were over there on tour. Recently. Even not, in that, not even that long ago. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll tell you. That's uh, barely six months ago. Yeah, it was just seven months ago. Yeah, exactly seven months ago we wrote that. Yeah, so it's very fresh. Everything's fresh. Uh, As opposed to the missing peeps, which is stuff that's been lying around for a while. Yeah, gotcha. So the past, what's it been about two and a half years that you guys have been yeah. playing together again? Yeah. Like, has it been perfect, no bumps? I mean, no, it's not been perfect. It's a perfect, yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I'm being facetious. It's been great. It's been great. It's been so amazing. You know, I really feel that it's kind of our responsibility to work together you know this, when we came out with the, the self-titled album and Cocked and Loaded and, and Hollywood Vampires you know we, we, we told people this is us this is what we do and, and for us to be like fucking around and not doing that is kind of disservice to our fans so it is you know I, it, it's, I feel we're doing this with the, for all the right reasons um, and it's, it's, you know, it's, that's why it's doing gangbusters, you know, because it, you can just hear it. It's, it's real and, it, and it's, uh, we're having fun. He makes me work hard. He makes me work really, really hard. I'm, I'm not a lazy person, but if it was my album, it'd sound like Tom Petty, you know, <laughs> just because that's just the nature of my writing. He puts the flame on. You know, the, the industry, you know, the interest, interesting thing about being in a band for 30 years, or sort of being in a band for 30 years, is the last two and a half years have really been a family band, you know what I mean? With the exception of the stage right guitar, it's like, you know, now we have two stage right guitars, we have Adam and Ace, Ace is the permanent guy now, but everything's done with... Uh, Everybody has the same enthusiasm, you know, everybody has the same kind of feeling and vibe, you know, that, that you know, I, this is a good place to be, this is a happy place, and we're really nice to each other. Um, and, you know, when I think back about the early days, you know, we, used, we were great at pretending that we were in a family band, but it was, man... You can see in the pictures, you can see yeah. in all the photos, we all look so grumpy, we all look... I know I was, I was pissed off, you know. All the time. Because we were under so much pressure from the record company, management, I mean, we lazy were... Lazy members, we had lazy members in the band, we had, yeah, you know, we had... Smiling. You look at our just now, we're all smiling. Yeah. Genuine smile. Well, to, you know, after all these years, to, to be at that place, that's got to be pretty rewarding. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely, you do have a sense of accomplishment. Yeah, well, that's a say out, I think. So, you know, being happy, you know, like getting to a place where it's like, ah, oh, this is, I always thought a band should be like this, you know, it just took a long time to get it there. It's cool, yeah. So I guess that makes it kind of a thing where there's no one inside, right? Because you guys no. are having fun. No, we just do it until it's over, man. It's what we do, and, you, know. Uh, you know. The interesting thing for me was when we first got back together at a rehearsal for something else before we even back together. The sound that we make together, just him singing and me playing, you know, it's, it's pretty fucking unique. You know, like, 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 whoa, nothing else sounds like this, you know what I mean? And that was kind of really sold it back to myself, you know, it was like, like, I get it, you know, I get what this band is, you know, what that sound is, you know, because I never really paid attention, you know, when I was younger, I was just like, oh yeah, Benelli Guns, we write this cool fucking weird rock, we don't know if it's pop, we don't know if it's metal because we're confused all the time, you know? 
Um, but like, when Tracy writes, he can hear my voice. Yeah. I think that's the thing. Uh, we've always had that, you know. He, he, even like from the earliest, you know, like when I interpreted sex action, right. it was something else before I joined. And it was just like from that point on, we knew the sound that we could make together. Pretty much. It's the, same thing, it's the same thing as when Jimmy Page and Robert Plant heard the small faces do You Need Love It. That's what we sound like! <laughs> Except it was us. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's pretty about right, actually. Steve Marriott joined up with Jimmy Page. That's kind of what LA Guns would sound like. Yeah, because I don't sound like Robert Plant. I don't pretend to. I don't try to. It's not my thing. I don't want to. I don't want to sound like Well, oddly enough, you know, he wanted to be Steve Marriott. Yeah. But you you sing more like Marriott, and he's yeah. like, wow, wow. Steve Marriott's my, my guy, you know. Yeah. Rogers, Steve Marriott are my two, like, you know. Rod Stewart, too. Yeah, of course, Rod Stewart, yeah. But yeah. Because the music could be anything, really. You know, um... But in a rock band, you know, against all my better judgment, in a rock band, the vocal and the lyrics are what people are first attracted to. I mean, the rhythm, of course, but... Yeah, yeah, setting yourself short. Good riff, man. The opening riff of the song. But it can be Eddie Van Halen, and if you don't have the right guy singing, nobody cares about the riff. I agree. You know, so that, that voice identifies a band. You know what I mean? It's, if, if Freddie Mercury goes out and does a solo song, you still go, oh, that's Queen. You know what I mean? And then someone has to tell you, oh, it's not Queen. It's yeah. doing his thing. You know, it's, 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 it's important. With us, though, we do have the luxury of that. The music is, is you know, unique enough. As soon as he sings on it, it's like, well, that's all it does. It's, it's very apparent, you know. And I never recognized that until a few years ago. I hear it. I'm like, oh, wow, this is cool. <laughs> like, I get it. <laughs> I've got to say something. You know, I made, Tracy and I, we, we had a bit of a sabbatical. I made a few records that he wasn't involved in. And they're good records and records I'm really proud of. But they're not L.A. Guns records. Mm -hmm. They're Phil Lewis records. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Phil Lewis, L.A. Guns record. But, but no, right. this just... Yeah. Well, this might be a dumb question, but... Uh, Made in Milan now. I was just curious because I know Frontiers is your guys' label, and was that their idea? Because I know they put oh, yeah, yeah. Steel Heart and Mr. Big in yeah. the same city. It was as a well, big so. two-day event, and they record, and all oh, the bands all they the have same, on their roster, the same they record. Oh, okay. and, yeah, so, so we were just yeah. part of the machine. Oh, okay. it was sausage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was. It was. Uh, that was part of the deal for our first record for the missing piece. That was part of our contract. We had to play the festival and make a DVD, you know, from that thing. And, and that was cool. You know? Yeah, yeah. It was easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The travel wasn't. <laughs> the record was. I'm glad we got to put speed on it. My only regret is we didn't put flood. Yeah. Uh, we didn't get more. We didn't get more missing piece on it. But it was it was really in the early stages of yeah. the missing piece. Yeah. So it was lucky we even got speed on it. So, so 2019 would be the 30th of Cock and Loaded. Is there any, any plans to celebrate that in, in any way? Or I thought just about it. What you I thought about it, you know. And if we were, if we didn't have a new record coming out in March, yeah. then we would. That's exactly what we do. Any other band would be making a box set. They <laughs> <laughs> would. Any other band, cha-ching. I mean, we got shit to do. Exactly. <laughs> That's the difference. That's the thing. We got shit to do, but we could, we could, yeah. realistically, put it off for a year. The new record, you know, and release it. We could do a whole cocked and loaded, you know, thing, and people would like it. I don't know, but I doubt we'll do that. <laughs> well, uh, earlier this year we had Jared Ah, and I saw yesterday that post. Like, what's your thoughts on him as being a young guy playing guitar? Oh, man. He's, he's like... And not to diss any guitar players, but he is the most authentic, you know, guitarist, vocalist 
in a rock format that's around. He doesn't try to put on some retro clothes and be somebody else. He's just Jared, you know, and uh, he's one of the sweetest, giving, good-natured people. But he also doesn't take shit from people, you know, which is a, which is really shows in his authority on stage. You know, he, people relate to him really well when they've never seen him before, and you know he connects. But if you fuck with him, he'll step on you. You know, he'll step on you. But no, man, no one as far as. Uh, that real bona fide rock, you know, power trio. He's just the greatest, man, you know. And, I mean, he's kind of my best friend, too, but. <laughs> he's an old soul trapped in a young man's body. He really, you know, I remember the 70s. I was a teenager in the 70s. And that's what rock stars used to be like. They used to look like that. They used to talk, talk like that. That's how they acted. And it was just like, he's, he's an echo of that. Yeah. He's not playing with us on the 29th of December in Vegas. Wink, <laughs> <laughs> wink. Well, random question. What were your thoughts on Paul Rogers when he fronted Queen? Did you get to hear that at all? I didn't hear too much about it. Um, I, I have um, the utmost faith in Paul Rogers' ability. He's one of my biggest idols. Personally, I'm not sure he can do that sort of Seto stuff, you know, the Freddy stuff. It was a, a weird choice. But, you know, the, the guys were hurting at that time and they wanted a buddy. You know, right. they wanted somebody around them that they've always known and somebody that was sympathetic to the cause. And I, I, I get the choice, but I think what they have now is better. Yeah. I mean, the thing with uh, Adam Lambert is he's fucking flamboyant. And that's what Freddie Mercury was, you know. Yeah. He's got the pipes, he delivers, he's got the personality, he's playing blind. Yeah. Puts on that clean show, you know. And Paul Rogers is awesome. That's Paul Rogers. You know? yeah. yeah. So any chance we might see another Devil City Angels album? I don't know if we'd ever do an album, but I mean, I'd do a show with him. Man. Those are my friends. You know, it's just side project shit. <clears throat> you know, and uh, Ricky gets bored when he's home, you know, because he's kind of at the mercy of Poison. Right. And he really likes to play. Oddly enough, imagine that. You know, and he hits me up every once in a while. Hey, you know, can we do two I'm like, Yeah, book him, let me know. No, he doesn't, but you know. <laughs> I'd do that. That's probably the only thing I'd do outside of those. You know, unless I wanted to might do a like power trio record or something mm -hmm. like that with this speed metal. I wanted to do a, an instrumental. Yeah, he wanted me to. I wanted to do an instrumental ambient, you know, because so, I'm really into this stuff. You know, you can find it on YouTube, and it's just like this guitar, psychedelic rock, and they, these things last for two hours. Have yeah. you heard them? Yeah. Like space vibes and stuff really? like that. <laughs> oh, he'd be, he, 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 you could do that. You, honestly, you could do it on the fly. It's I could just, do it on the fly. Yeah, it. and it's just, I love it. I really do. I always thought about having like a, what is it, a SoundCloud? Yeah. It's like every day. First thing after I have my coffee, just yeah, record something. Yeah, I think you should, you know, just something instrumental. It's just so weird. It goes just so against the values of uh, selling music. It's like, oh, here. Yeah, as I said, the things I've sent you, they've got 8 million. No, I know. It's crazy. So I don't know how that equates financially, but. Um, equates to a big donut. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, I always pictured you as one of those guys that can easily do something like Generation X. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. the thing with a performance of something like that is it would be very boring for me. And if it's boring for me, then it's going to be boring for anyone watching. Oh, no, you wouldn't perform that. That's no. just strictly, you know. Like, no, but what he's saying is that I could do something like a Generation X thing where it's like oh, yeah, yeah. a bunch of guys sure, sure, that are similar yeah, yeah, yeah. and do that stuff, but there's nobody singing. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, God damn it. I like that. That song. <laughs> it's kind of refreshing. <laughs> That's uh, what I like most about it. There's no bloody I singing. Through, I could sit through a drummer play for two hours, but I could not sit through guitar play. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes they have voices and stuff in the back. Well, I don't know. But, uh, you know, the one thing people aren't touching on is the, uh, the music act that just passed. That, uh, Oh, changes right. the way that yeah. royalties are yeah. delivered and changed mm -hmm. digital format streaming and stuff like that for the artists. It's an amazing thing. A lot of people don't know that 
artists that made records before 1976 didn't get royalties. Period. Before that, everybody was on salary from their label until they got dropped. You know, so like you know, Linda Ronstadt, you know, anybody before 76, you know, they blah, blah, blah. So, uh, the one great thing the government did this year was they passed that bill that is going to make a lot of homeless musicians not homeless anymore. You know, instead of getting their, you know, $500 every three months, you know, they're going to now get that $2,500. Really, gonna, some of those things are implemented in, in Two years from now, but some things are in effect already. Yeah, Spotify and, 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 that's and YouTube. That's, all, that's no good to us. We're not making a dime on yeah. that. Well, we are. Yeah. yeah, that's the difference. Yeah. So, uh, you know, so there's good news for a lot of like you know your jazzers and and uh, stuff like that. That you know, generally the niche uh, music kind of goes by the wayside because you know it's such a small audience and stuff. You get paid, they get homeless, they get sick, they don't get paid. So that side of our business is getting a lot better. It's getting a lot more artists from That's good news. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, you know, it's coming towards the end of the year. I mean, is it? Is there any uh, records this year that blew you guys away? You've been listening to a lot that came out this year. Well, yeah, Jared. Yeah. I'm not saying Jared, but yeah. Jared, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I always go backwards. In the, yeah. Every year I discover uh, something. Old, but, you know, you see, I'm, I'm old, like 70s. I'm like deep purple. Yeah. You know, I I was I had high high hopes for Greta Van Fleet, but they just got they turned into poses. I'm disappointed. <laughs> you know, the fact that they wouldn't cop to their influences and stupid shit like that. You know, it's just like I get it. You know, I know they don't want to be part of our generation. They want to start their own thing, but it's just like they don't look like they're having fun. Yeah. <laughs> they don't look. Yeah, you know, there, there's nothing dangerous about them. They're, Led Zeppelin was it? Now that was a dangerous band. They were dangerous. L.A. Guns is a dangerous band. I'm not yeah. worried about any of those guys like trying to have sex with their girlfriend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? That's just like that's no, the difference. No, you know? that's right. If, if, if Hendrix is the way I am, made with Jimi Hendrix. You know, there's yeah. Yeah. you know there's yeah. so, some bands you just you feel like something's about to happen. I don't yeah. know what. And, yeah, no, that's yeah. not one of them. Man. Definitely. <laughs> no, I mean, they're fun. People are having you know, but th- that's the only band that's kind of like new bands sort of caught my attention. Yeah. So I, yeah, I'm still waiting for somebody like Jared J. Mitchell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, somebody that's just really honest and not have a preconceived idea of what they should be. You know? And uh, not that we didn't. I mean, you know, we came out and I wanted to be Motley Crue meets Ozzy. You know, we have your influences. And, uh, We've always been real honest about it. As time goes on, you kind of grow into yourself. You know, it mm-hmm. takes a minute, you know. Mm-hmm. But I'm not finding rock music like that in a long time. Oh, it's so barren out there right now. You know what? I'm, I'm an old fan. You know, I, I was a teenager in the 70s. Um, and I swear to God, everybody knew how to play guitar. Right. Everybody knew it was having, putting a band together or knew somebody that was putting a band together. Or working with a band, it was it was just everything revolved around music. Mm-hmm. Everything and when I grew up, yeah. and I, I, I'm not saying that. Yeah. Everyone, you know, wrapped yeah, around people playing now. Yeah. Now everybody's yeah. uh, playing stuff. Still a scene, but everybody's fucking around on computers. So. Yeah, <laughs> not learning anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah oh, old miserable, grumpy old cunt. But you know, really, <laughs> pick up a guitar, kids. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing, you know, it's like. If you put Kanye on stage with Jared, oh my God, who's gonna play oh the music? God, you know what I mean. So that's, that's the test. Yeah, who's gonna entertain the audience with? with an yeah, yeah. In, the, in the water bottle season went on TV. Was that really fucking the 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 the, the point? Where, where where oh you didn't see the Saturday Night Live when he dressed up as a, uh, a fucking Perry Fiji water. Yeah, Fiji water it's bottle. A, the stick is. There are two bottles on a secretary's desk in an office. Came yeah. so ridiculous. And anybody that that finds that entertaining, edgy, or, or, or remotely artistic, I do not want here. Yeah, it's I yeah, do it's not sad. want it's sad. in this no. venue. I, yeah, I agree. Because it's, that it's is, sad. I, I can't <laughs> fathom that kind of stupidity. Yeah, yeah, that was ridiculous. I agree. So kind of the reaction to that is the metal that we don't hate. You know what I mean? Like, uh, 
there's a lot of great metal bands yeah. that are underground, you know, that, that aren't like the stuff we hear on the radio, whatever's popular, that are really creative, and but they're not songwriting, you know, I mean, there's... Dude, Tracy likes this... this well, that's all it is. That's all it is. Yeah, that's all. Last night, which is like we get ready to go on stage. He hates me right now. I don't <laughs> hate it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, he's, I'm working my way. Well, the, the vocals, you know, because it's more of an instrument in black metal. Yeah. The vocals an instrument. It's not like singing. You know, yeah. like, I don't hate. Yeah. I just hope you don't want me to do that. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. no. I'm intrigued by black yeah. metal because of of Bard, uh, the guy that that killed. Oh yeah. You know, so like that, I'm really intrigued with why it exists, what's its origin, what's happening, where are those people today, you know, uh, it's, it's an incredibly intense time in the early 90s for metal, you know, when that was going on, and how it influenced younger heavy metal musicians directly following the church burning and murder and the homophobia, you know, so much, so much stuff that's kind of wrapped up in, uh, in black metal, you know, and it really starts with the belief system that you know Christianity came and wiped out the Nordic value. You know what I mean? So that's like really what black metal is, you know, uh, or what it's intended to be. That's the message it's intended. To be. Yeah, you know, uh, obviously Bard took it, yeah. <laughs> and he's still fucking proud of it. It's really yeah. pisses. That, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's bullshit. You know what I mean? Um, but the music, though, you know, get away from that. The music. Randy Rhodes times 10, you know, it's just like, like yeah. wow, these guys are so good. The drummers are so good, the guitarists are so good, that they don't give a fuck about production, they don't give a fuck about arrangement, you know, it's all a feeling, you know, it's all a feeling, it's all, uh, the odd thing is too, is uh, I mapped out you know, tempos for a lot of that stuff, and, and even though it sounds like it's going a million miles an hour, it's still like 110, 120 beats per yeah. minute. It's just like double time. Yeah. So that's why it's like really still appealing music. People don't realize that and it's right at the heartbeat. Yeah. Thing. But yeah, so I'm I'm just I'm just kind of obsessed with the, the genre. But I'm not gonna. <laughs> no. Have you heard of Zill and Arter? Uh. Uh-uh. Okay, you got to look this up. It's just a their new album came out. I think it's one guy. Yeah, that's true. That would be true black yeah. metal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 This guy takes old Negro spirituals uh-huh. and mixes them with black metal courses. Oh, I'd like to hear oh, that. So it doesn't man. even sound like black metal. Oh, except man. That's intriguing. It's, it's, it's interesting. That's interesting wow. fusion right there. Yeah. I'd like to hear that. Yeah, what's it called? Zeal and Ardor. Zeal and Ardor. Yeah. Zeal and Ardor. Zeal and Ardor. This guy, whatever you call him, Zeal and Ardor. <sighs> Interesting. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is, you know, it's really, you think you know what you like and you don't really know what you like until you hear something. And it's yeah. always been that way since you're a kid. You know, it's like, like when I liked Van Halen, I just automatically thought I was going to like all this stuff. And what about uh, records? And uh, like, oh, I don't like this stuff at all. But I like, I like this. You know, I mean, <clears throat> here and there. But, but every so often, man, something pops up, you know. Been rare last yeah. twenty years. Oh, that's killer! Turbo Negro to me is still the greatest rock and roll band of all time. Yeah, you know, we got just enough uh, Rolling Stones and just enough energy and just enough humor and just you know, I mean, if they tried in the U.S., they would be huge. They just don't try for me. You know, I, mean, I don't care. But yeah, I really like that band. You know, they came out the same year we did. Basically, I think they came out in '89. Something was after us. They have the same age as us. That would be my favorite uh, modern rock band for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Danzig's first record. Yeah. Right on, guys. We appreciate your time. Thank you. Very much. Thank you. Tell us a little bit about what what your podcast is about. Oh uh, yeah, we've done like two hundred episodes, and we, you know, we just uh, every episode is us talking about a few different topics in hard rock or metal. And, right. You know, we've had a lot of guys on, you know, um, Jared James Nichols, we've had him on. Jim Simmons. Jim Simmons. Yeah, so. Chris Broderick. It's cool. interesting to see everybody, everybody kind of has a little bit different perspective. You know what I mean? Like, so, and, 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 you know, plug yourselves right now to me. How do I find you guys? What is it? 
I'll give you a business card. Yeah, you can. Okay. Card, right? <laughs> All right. Uh, but we're on pretty much everywhere you can find okay. podcasts except Spotify. Well, we thank you so much for your support. Yeah, Appreciate yeah, it. You. And uh, you pick, you got us on a good night. You know, this is the last night of the tour. Nice, nice. And uh, we're in great spirits, and we got this great record under our belt, and of course the missing piece. Yeah. So yeah, I mean. It's a very positive thing. Yeah, we appreciate it. There you go. Tracy Guns and Phil Lewis of L.A. Guns. Big thank you to Doug Burgess. Definitely. For helping us out with that one. And, of course, a big thank you to Scotty Ludwig as well. And, of course, a huge thank you to Phil Lewis and Tracy Guns themselves for sitting down with us for... That was a good 30... We are back there for over 30 minutes. Yeah. And that's longer than you get a lot of times with touring musicians. So no, no kidding. And they were badass too. Yeah. You know, they were super fucking cool. Um, I think, I think, I think we could have just we could have went on for another thirty minutes with Tracy just talking about different bands or whatever. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they they were just, you know, they're great. So it was fucking awesome. Yeah, we got to, got to throw in some zeal and ardor. Yes, I, I know you liked that. I yeah. know you got off on that one. Yeah. Which you'll hear more about next week as well. Of course. I'm like, why that's didn't that. Jason bring up Brides of Destruction while we're talking to Tracy Guns? Because that's not what they're doing now. I know. You know? But it was it's only eight, seventeen years ago or whatever. Jesus. Which I really like that. Well, yeah, that's cool. I'm just saying that. Well, good. I'm glad yeah. you liked it. Yeah, I threw in the Devil City Devil, Devil City Angels question. That yes, you did, yeah. For our buddy Kevin Williams, because he mentioned that when I was talking to him beforehand. He's like, nice. I really like that album. I wonder if they'll ever do another one. So, there you go. Yeah. That was for Kevin. You got the answer now. Yeah. The answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, if you're listening to this for the first time because you're a fan of L.A. Guns, we definitely appreciate it. And if you're a fan of that era of music, we've had on quite a few people. Oh, you're in luck. You are. Dating way back. The first guy from this genre of music we had on was Joey Allen of Warrant. Yes, and then I think we went to Ian Hogland of Europe. That's right. Okay. okay. And since then, in no particular order, Bill Leverty of Firehouse, Mark Gus Scott of Trickster. We've had on... Mark Kendall. That's twice right. Twice from Great White. That is right. Frank Hannon of Tesla. We've had on Chris Green of Taiketo. Mark Torian from Bullet Boys. Yeah. Who else am I missing? Lillian Axe, Steve Blaze. That's right. The mighty, the underrated Steve Blaze. Yes, yes, that was a, that was a good one. I'm sure there's some more, but we've also had on. Gotta be. Yeah, we've also had on guys from Seven Dust, Kiss, Shine Down, Death Angel, Overkill, Megadeth, two different people. That's right. One of them being Dave Ellison. We've also had on a plethora of other people. So just dig through there. It's all on soundcloud.com backslash thunder underground. You can find us on YouTube at the thunder underground. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, like, subscribe, whatever it is. You can listen to us on iTunes, Google music, Stitcher, tune in, Mixcloud, on all those things as well. Like it, subscribe, share, whatever it allows you to do on said platform. You can get on Patreon.com, type in Thunder Underground, follow us there by becoming a patron. That would be really cool. That would. I think y'all should go do that. Then Jason can use the money to go to Nashville for New Year's Eve. That's right. That's right. Well, you know, I wouldn't do that, though. I would put it back into the show. Oh, okay. Good deal. Okay, but I am I'm going to Nashville on New Year's right. Eve, so. We'll talk about that decidedly non-hard rock yes. topic once you get back, because that, that's it's right. great regardless. Oh, it totally is. Totally yeah. is. Maybe I'll bring back some uh, a few uh, a few souls of failed musicians and some mandolin mandolin strings. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of that, we've got Digester from Ghoul coming up. Yes, that was Austin though, but still, it's yeah, awesome. Same thing. <laughs> the Digester of Ghoul will be coming up in the coming weeks, as well. Like we mentioned, Junkyard. We had on three of them members of that band. We'll also have an episode with Clint, one half of Metal Up Your Podcast. We've got an episode coming with Trevor, the lead singer for The Black Black Dahlia Murder. And then we've got three of the members of Child Bite, or two members of Child Bite and a fill-in member of Child Bite. Didn't you just say Child Bite a minute ago? Did I? I think you did. 
Well, they're coming up. Now you know it for sure. Yeah. I mean, you definitely, you can't miss it now. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, so be on the lookout for all that stuff. Like I said, follow us. You won't miss anything. All right. I guess it's time to get out of here. Till next time. So what kind did you get there? I don't know yet. Oh, okay. There's like a billion different... He's already asking me. Yeah. We don't even know what they are. They've got like fucking weird. Oh, these are throw up donuts, Scotty. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Yeah, these are throw up donuts. Yeah, vomit flavor. Oh, look at that. Thunder Underground, y'all.